The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. The Passover week ends April 11th, Saturday, and the Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. This is the very first time we celebrated the Passover dinner or Seder meal live streaming. And there were only 10 of us at the house. We have to meet that. And we are separated by family per table. The Sasso family, five of us and the Farrells and Javier and Brie. And we did it live streaming. We started at 6.30 p.m. Friday evening, and in the Philippines, we were joined in by many families in the Philippines, and theirs is Saturday at 7.30 a.m. in the morning, around 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock in Europe, and 6.30 a.m. in some parts of the world. It was amazing. For the first time, Many Christians celebrated the Passover at the same time from different parts of the world. We celebrated our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I am very grateful and honored to be able to celebrate Jesus, our Passover lamb, with all of you. We have partners and we have listeners and followers who join us in the Philippines, Richard and Grace and Julie. And the Ortiz family, James, and family in Rizal province. And we have a lot of people who joined us in General Santos City, and some in Davao, some are in Angeles City and Pampanga. Praise God. Thank you for all of you. Thank you, Fernand, and your family and friends, and Pinky and Isla was with you and many others, and CCFI, Alabel, and some of the members and leaders at CCFI, Jensen. Praise the Lord. Amen. What an amazing thing it is. I'm still waiting for confirmation for those that are in Europe that celebrated with us. I know that there was a shift in the atmosphere during the Passover week, and we're going to see things manifesting very, very soon. And we're going to hear how God intervened in some of our situations, especially during this time of pandemic. It is very challenging for many, many people all over the world. And I am very grateful to God that we have resources here in the United States of America, but not so in other parts of the world. But deliverance has already been here. We pass over from pandemic to wellness and health and from sickness and disease. Amen. And we're entering the land of promise. We've been through the fire. We've been through the flood. And now the Spirit of the Lord is leading us to a wealthy place. 
in every areas of our life. Amen. And for many Christians, they are now just being made aware that it is a requirement, it is a commandment for us Christians to celebrate the Passover, like the Jewish people are commanded to celebrate the Passover. But Jesus was very clear. He said, when you celebrate this, when you do this, I mean to say the Seder meal or the Passover meal with his disciples, do this in remembrance of me. Because he broke the tradition of the Jewish celebration of the Seder meal, and he broke the bread of redemption. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. And at the same time, he said, this is my blood, the blood of a new and everlasting covenant. So we celebrate, us Christians must celebrate the Passover for Jesus. It is a holy week that we need to celebrate it like we're celebrating Christmas, the birth of our Lord. Amen. It is amazing, and I'm still hearing a lot of blessings and testimonials, and keep them coming. You can message me, or you can email me, or call me, or text me. I so much want to share that to our radio listeners. And before I forget, for those of you that are in the Austin area, if you notice our usual 1030 Sunday morning program was moved to 1230 in the afternoon, and they gave us an extra time, 430, for three months, p.m. We agreed to move to give some air time for local churches in the area so that they can go ahead and live stream or broadcast their Sunday services. So remember, 1230 instead of 1030 in the morning. And the uh, San Antonio area and beyond, it is the same. It's 5 o'clock Saturday and Sunday. So now, with this year that we celebrated the Passover at the same time with other brothers and sisters, other Christians in some parts of the world, now the Passover celebration is now being restored. Glory to God. It is important for it to be restored. It is important because we do it communion, but we really don't celebrate it in the Passover week. So it is time for us to really honor and obey the requirements of our God to celebrate it, okay? And we always remember and give glory to our Lord Jesus Christ for everything that he has done. I addressed some of the message of the Passover on Palm Sunday, which is the beginning or the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's the first day of the Passover week. So I just mentioned before, the, the celebration of the Passover week or the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a requirement. It is a lasting ordinance for the Jewish people. It is also a lasting ordinance for the body of Christ. We change it into communion. And we lost some of the holiness of the celebration, and it became a routine. It should never be a routine. The things that the Lord have done for us is just so amazing. And I'm still getting revelations after revelations. It's like Joshua continued the teachings last Sunday, April the 5th, regarding the Passover. And I learned something new 
Every year I'm learning a new revelation out of Passover. So you're going to celebrate it with me if you missed it next year, okay? As I said, a major shift already happened in the spiritual realm, in the atmosphere. It happened during the Passover week. And amazingly, the weather forecast is not good for us celebrating the Passover on our deck. The rain was forecasted. So we got into an agreement and we prophesy for the chains and for the shifting of the atmosphere, for the weather to be favorable for all the cities, all the nations, all the family members, all the towns and provinces where they will be celebrating the Passover, that it will be a perfect weather. And God intervened. Amen. So now we're going to see the manifestations of many breakthroughs and restorations as the Passover celebration or Holy Week is now being celebrated by Christians all over the world. It is now being restored. Many things that the body of Christ have lost in the past because we did not obey the instruction from the Lord are now being restored to us. So the former and the latter rain are here being poured out upon the body of Christ. We serve a very loving, almighty, and a merciful God. And now, this Sunday, I'll show it to you that Jesus celebrated the Passover also, and so are the disciples, if you read the book of Acts. But let's go to Mark chapter 14, verse 12 through 15. Mark chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, now we know that that is a Palm Sunday. When it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house, he enters, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. That is also in Matthew chapter 26, starting with verse 17, and Luke chapter 22, starting with verse 7. And here is a new requirement under the new covenant for us Christians. It's in 1 Corinthians 5-7 when we celebrate the Passover. Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. This is also in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7. Verse 8, Therefore, let us keep the festival. See? That's the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, or the Passover. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but with bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. And we know that a prophet named John the Baptist had prophesied and confirmed that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Lamb of God. In John chapter 1, verse 29, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him 
and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. One of the favorite chapter about Passover in the Old Testament is in Second Chronicles chapter 35, starting with verse 7. When King Josiah had the book opened, the book of the law, and he was bothered that they have not been following the commandments of the Lord. They have been disobedient. They've been rebellious. And they got into idolatry. And in Second Chronicles chapter 35, starting with verse 7, it says, Josiah provided for all the lay people who were there a total of 30,000 sheep and goats for the Passover offerings, and also 3,000 cattle, all for the king's own possessions. His officials also contributed voluntarily to the people and the priests and Levites. And, you know, they gave 2,600 Passover offerings. And the singers were in their proper places. Everybody had an offering. If you're going to read it, it's amazing. Second Chronicles chapter 35, starting with verse 7. Read it. It's amazing to me. If you go down to verse 16, it says, all the way through 19. So at that time, the entire service of the Lord was carried out for the celebration of the Passover and the offering of burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord, as King Josiah had ordered. The Israelites who were present celebrated the Passover at that time and observed the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days. The Passover had not been observed like this in Israel since the days of the prophet Samuel, and none of the kings of Israel had ever celebrated such a Passover as did Josiah with the priests, the Levites, and all Judah and Israel who were there with the people of Jerusalem. And this Passover was celebrated in the 18th year of Josiah's reign. Something happened during this Passover. It has not been celebrated at the same time in different parts of the world. And we are part of it. And since it's quarantine and in the Philippines, the lamb's rare and it's quarantine. So they prepared it ahead of time and they asked if a chicken instead of the lamb or beef or pork, if they can prepare it. And I said, yes, the Lord understand. Just prepare the elements. That is the parsley the eggs, the radish, the haraset or caraset, and the salt water, and, of course, the unleavened bread. The Lord understand it. We are in the new covenant. So praise the Lord for that. So praise God, the feast of the unleavened bread or the Passover is restored and are being celebrated by Christians all over the world. And if you did not celebrate, join me next year. Glory to God. Now, this Sunday is the Resurrection Sunday. Please don't call it Easter Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday, okay? Let us change and restore the true holy days and festivals the way they ought to be celebrated and called. It is important for us to remind ourselves. We now know that when they say, where did you go to church? 
we can tell them, you mean where we hold our services because we are the church. So this is the opportunity now because we were quarantined. Ten people or less can congregate themselves and we have to follow the social distancing. And we became who we really are. We took our post. We are the members of the body of Christ. We are the church, not the building, not the ministry, but we are. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 1, my favorite chapter in Matthew. After the Sabbath at dawn, on the first day of the week, that is Sunday, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like a dead man. They cannot move. All the blood was drained from their faces. Verse 5. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He's not risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Down to verse 9. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, where they will see me. And down to verse 16, they obeyed. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Always remember that, even in these challenging times. All authority, both in heaven and on earth, has been given to Jesus, his name. And this is what he wants us to do. He turned around and gave the power and authority in that name. In verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And that is what Jesus is requiring of us. We testify by the way we live. We occupy until he comes. And we go to all nations and make disciples. And we need to baptize them. And we know that 50 days after Jesus was taken to heaven, after he gave the power and authority, the great commission to his disciples, to us, he was taken to heaven. And after 50 days, his disciples, 120 of them, obeyed him. They went to the upper room. And the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were transformed into different people. They became bold. 
they spoke in other tongues. And all of a sudden, they got the revelation of what Jesus has been telling them. And they turned the whole world upside down. The Holy Spirit is still here. He will abide with us forever. He is our teacher. He is our God. He is our friend. He is our advocate. And he's going to lead us into all truth. It is very exciting to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he will reveal Jesus to you and I until we continue to fall in love with Jesus and fear will be gone out of our lives. It's so amazing that I know God sent me to the Philippines during the pandemic. But I know that everything is being held back until I finish my work there. There is this special group of people that I spent time up in the mountains in Baguio City and spent three days with them, giving them instructions, empowering them, sharing everything that the Lord wanted me to share with them, and then went to the high schools and went to the leaders in General Santo City. And I was telling them that by the time I was telling Richard and Grace and Julie and James and J.N., that things are going to be unleashed after I'm gone. And I just told them, keep on praying, pray in the Spirit, and exercise, obey what you're being told, as long as they won't tell you to stop obeying and worshiping God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Then that is a no-no. And they did. And I know that as soon as I arrived in the United States, that it will turn also from bad to worse here in this country. The Lord made that clear to me. So there was a cancellation of flights, domestic flights in the Philippines. Within hours after I landed in General Santos City, I was only able to do the uh, training. They're supposed to be close to 250 to 300 leaders that are attending, but there was a lockdown, there was a quarantine. But since it has not been announced there locally, a hundred plus still showed up. And as soon as I left there, within a few hours, they canceled all the international incoming and outgoing international flights. So I got one of the last flights, and I knew that God is going to bring me home. He's the one who gave me those schedule. So the main thing is God is not going to allow for Satan to shift you or to give you something that you cannot handle. As long as you obey him, God has your back. And starting this Resurrection Sunday, you are going to see a new emergence of the restoration and the emergence of a glorious church. And you are part of it. And I'm running out of time. Join us in our live streaming. I'm not going to invite you to come to join us in our services, but join us in our live streaming. We are now live streaming a part of the praise and worship also. You can go to SOGMI.org or find us on YouTube at exactly 1045. And the evening service Sunday is at 730 and Wednesday is also 7.30 p.m. And for those of you that are in the Philippines, that is 11.45 at night 
for our Sunday morning service. And then you can go to sleep. And by 8.30 in the morning, it is Joshua or me on the evening service. And same thing with Wednesday. I thank you that you have taken your post. I am so proud of you. I thank God for all of you. And if I give you a hard time when I discipline you or give you instruction, it's because a part of my legacy, the legacy that I want to leave behind before I graduate is that I was able to equip and train you to do greater work than I was able to accomplish here on earth. And that applies for all of you that are here in San Antonio, especially the younger generations. I cannot wait until you take the helm. For me, that is a success that I want to manifest. And I wanted to see it. Amen? Because once you and I take our post, it means to say a glorious church will emerge. A very glorious and influential church, even so Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.